I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. She's one of the most famous and most powerful women in the world. But how much do you really know about Vice President Kamala Harris? Do you know what she's really like? You know what the headlines say, both for and against. There's a new book out from one her one of her very close friends from childhood that shows us the woman behind the public pro- profile. And it might be an opportunity for all of us to look beyond the headlines and to rethink what we think we know about the vice president of the United States. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We are thrilled to have joining us on Inside Sources today, Stacy Johnson Batiste, uh, who's written just a compelling book called Friends from the Beginning, The Berkeley Village That Raised Kamala and Me. And yes, that Kamala, <laughs> the Vice President of the United States. And I love that the the subtitle is a, a memoir of sisterhood, community, and resilience. Stacy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, this is a this is such a unique look uh, into the early days of the vice president and your relationship in a unique community. And I want you just to kind of take us through some of this, uh, starting with this idea that it really did take a village, an interesting village, uh, to be sure, just outside of the, the Berkeley area there in California, multicultural location in terms of what you were experiencing. But give us first just a little background in terms of uh, of this, your relationship uh, with the vice president uh, and and why this book and why now? Well, first of all, Kamala Harris and I first met in kindergarten. Our mothers were both looking for um, a kindergarten to send their daughters. And my mom had heard about Berkwood Hedge from her cousin, and she had just recently met Shamala, and they both talked about it and had both decided to send their daughters there. And from my recollection, Kamala and I hit it off and became friends instantly. Our mothers became very close, close friends as well, and we maintain that friendship to this day. So we started off as friends, close friends, best friends in kindergarten. We saw uh, each other every day during during class, sometimes after school, and um, oftentimes on the weekends. And even though in elementary school, we went to different schools, she went to Berkeley Public Schools, and I went to Catholic school, we continued to see each other all the time. And our mothers were always, you know, taking us on outings to the park, etc. So we've just maintained a close, like, sisterhood, Ever since, uh, that's great. And I'm gonna I want to start right there with the the mothers because clearly both of your mothers were were trailblazers in their in their own right and really set uh, you and Kamala Harris uh, up for your own trailblazing journeys. 
Absolutely. So we we both have, and Kamala's mother, Shamla, has passed on now, but they were both very intelligent, very ambitious, strong women, very loving, very supportive. And yes, they accomplished their own set of firsts. And both of them worked in a field that was predominantly male. They faced challenges, but they persevered and excelled and just really were the role models for friendship, confidence, and they were wonderful mentors. And I know I get my artistic and technical talent from my mother, who was an engineer. They just never, you know, give up. So that resilience continued on with Kamala and me. Yeah, as that, well. yeah, that resilience and, and grit, uh, that determination to to push forward to make that happen. One of the things I love about the way you've framed the, the book, Stacey, is I love that you've really framed it. You look at the content and uh, it's all about a set of principles and then some examples of how that works. So whether that is the grit or the wisdom or that connectivity or joy or compassion, uh, I love that you frame the book in that way. And then the experiences just uh, bring those principles to life in a unique way. Yeah, and so I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the connectivity part of this, uh, that this interconnectedness uh, that the vice president clearly has developed from a young age and still uses today in terms of being a convener uh, and bringing unique people together to solve problems. Absolutely. So just to back up on the chapter titles, um, when I was on the flight back from the inauguration, I was so overwhelmed with emotion and just memories started flooding back to me. And I started focusing on these qualities and characteristics that I've seen displayed in Kamala. And I was able to kind of track those back to um, some of the important and influential people that overlapped both of our lives. So that's how I came up with that list. And it just seemed so fitting. And I was able to map it to these very important people and to Berkeley and the culture, all of that. I would say, too, Kamala has always, people have always gravitated to her. She has always gotten along with everyone. Children love her and she loves children. And these characteristics of passion and purpose and vibrance and charisma, wisdom, these are things that that we grew up with. And I continue to see those displayed in her as well. Such a fascinating look. And this is one of those where we're going to stay with the conversation just a little bit longer. And some people I know look at the vice president and see uh, only the politics of it all. And we have to let people surprise us. We have to look beyond uh, just where they may fall on a political spectrum or what their political party affiliation is or where they're from. And there's so much that can be learned from everyone if we're willing to let people surprise us, if we're willing to give people the benefit of the doubt and just say, yeah, I may disagree with them on a host of things, but I can still learn from them. And so we're going to we're going to stay with the conversation just a little bit longer. We'll have more of my conversation with Stacy Johnson Batiste. We're going to look at some of these principles that uh, the vice president learned early on in life, principles that have guided her career and ultimately her landing in the role of vice president of the United States of America. We're going to dig deep into that and help you understand and elevate the conversation just a little bit more uh, coming up next. 
two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. If you're just joining us, we've got uh, Stacy Johnson Batiste on the line with us. She's the author of a new book, Friends from the Beginning, The Berkeley Village That Raised Kamala and Me. It's a memoir of sisterhood, community, and resilience. And uh, Stacy, as we continue the, the conversation here, uh, I do want to dig in on some of those influences, some of those things that uh, I'm, I'm sure there wasn't a time when you were in that uh, kindergarten or that uh, preschool class that you thought, OK, this person could be the vice president of the United States. Uh, but what were some of those things that you saw in her that were unique, uh, even even in those early days? Sure. She's always been compassionate, very smart, very assertive. So she knows what she wants and will stand up for the underdog. Um, Even in kindergarten, you know, there was a situation in which our classmate, this boy, had taken my piece of art clay and threw it on the ground and broke it. And she stood in between him and me and said some words. And he got so mad that he hit her in the head and, you know, she had to go to the hospital. And But she's always been her own person and authentic, compassionate, very smart, and driven, mm. just like her mother. Yeah, fantastic. I want to get to a couple of things uh, that maybe you can shed some light on. Obviously, there's the rough and tumble of, of politics, and uh, I'm one of those who believes you, you set that aside and you look at a person, you look at the principles that drive them, the principles that shaped them. And sure. uh, you've, uh, as a friend, you always have that when you see uh, a friend taking some political hits or uh, getting, uh, you know, lit up on a social media or a cable news network. Uh, there's always that that instant uh, defense mechanism that goes up, and and you just have that. I wish they knew, you know, this about uh, about her or about this person. Uh, what is that for you uh, with the vice president when you say, oh, if people only understood this about her, uh, it would change everything. (laughs) Well, I think that this is something that she's had to face throughout her entire career, you know, being the first woman and woman of color to hold many of the roles and positions she has had. She's been, you know, highly scrutinized every step of the way. I know her as being a, a really good, solid, steadfast, loyal friend. She's a great listener. And I just, want people to know that she does what she says that she's going to do. And despite whatever hearsay or any of that, she's going to focus on the issues and getting underneath them and problem solving. So that's <laughs> that's really my message. And what I would want people to, to know is that she does what she says that she's going to do. 
Uh, and what is it that uh, would maybe surprise people as they as they read this book, as they dive in again, regardless of where they fall on the political spectrum? Uh, what's something that you think will surprise people, either an experience or uh, something that you've seen or, or experienced with the vice president over the years? I would say, kind of generally speaking, our presence. She's the kind of friend that um, we don't have to talk every day. We don't have to see each other every month or every year even. But when we do talk and get together, it's as if we just saw each other yesterday. So we pick up pick up immediately where we left off. And she's always found a way to make very special moments and to be present. One example of that that I write about in the chapter presence has to do with when she really wanted to see my son perform. And I have been talking about how my son, Patrick, is an actor and a singer. And, and she called me one day out of the blue and said that she really wanted to come see him perform in Shakespeare in the park. And at this time, she was a senator. And I thought, oh, wow, this is in Griffith Park, one of the largest par- parks, the largest park in Los Angeles, thousands of people there. So I was a little concerned about her safety, but she made a way and we sat there, she and Doug and I, on the lawn. Um, she went backstage, met the cast, and it was such a wonderful, very significant, very special time. Yeah. Memorable for, for everyone. Oh, I love that. And she made it happen. Oh, love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, and throughout the book, you do talk about uh, community and that connection and, and even the role of, of faith and religion uh, as it impacted the two of you and that community that you grew up in. Tell us about that. Kamala's mother, Shamla, was Hindu, so she raised uh, both Kamala and Maya with a strong sense of her East Indian culture, the uh, customs, religion. But then she also was raised around uh, Shelton. Um, So she had a really good foundation, I think, in terms of spirituality. I myself, I am Catholic, but I don't really go to Mass every Sunday. I go when the Spirit moves me. And I would say that both of our mothers, you know, and each of us, there's a strong sense of spirituality. It's more of a spiritual connection. Oh, I love that. That is great. Uh, again, the uh, the book is Friends from the Beginning, The Berkeley Village That Raised Kamala and Me uh, by Stacy Johnson Batiste. It's a memoir of sisterhood, community, and resilience, such important things and such important principles uh, and this is one of those things, again, regardless of where you fall on the political scale, uh, this is one of those, I'm going to do it on a Friday, this is a triple dog dare, let people surprise you. And I think as you dive into this book, uh, you will be surprised, uh, and that will allow you to stay curious, which means you will learn something, uh, not only uh, about Stacy and about uh, our vice president, but I think you'll learn a little bit about yourself as well. Uh, Stacy, thank you so much for joining us today on Inside Sources. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. All the best. Uh, again, that's Stacy Johnson Batiste. Uh, she is the author of a new book, uh, Friends from the Beginning, really about her experience, her growing up uh, as friends uh, with Kamala Harris, now Vice President Harris. Uh, a great read. Again, stay curious. Let people surprise you. You'll learn something about them and you'll learn something about yourself. I just want to kind of double down on that just a little bit. Since I threw out a triple dog dare, I should at least double down. <laughs> This is this is it worth engaging on again. I don't care where you fall on the political spectrum. There there are things to be learned from everyone. Uh, 
and often it's those things that are not obvious on the surface. We always talk about think again on this program and getting beyond the headlines. And so you can disagree with the vice president on on policies or, or politics or any of those kinds of things. Uh, and and you can still learn great lessons. Uh, you can learn great lessons from everyone. I actually loved in this uh, book that it really started with these two mothers uh, who were really pioneers in their own right and doing some amazing things, just wanting to make sure that their daughters uh, had a chance, that they had the education they needed, that they had the right opportunities so that they could pursue whatever their dreams were, wherever their talents took them. And these these mothers uh, created space for that to happen. And it was just interesting to me that uh, Stacey Johnson Batiste, who is incredibly successful in her own right, she's a national sales channel manager at AT AT&T, bachelor's of science in organizational behavior from the University of San Francisco, uh, and has won numerous awards along the way. And uh, both Vice President Harris uh, and her friend, Stacey Johnson Batiste, really focused on these principles. Uh, Growing up, you know, outside of Berkeley in a community that was obviously very uh, multicultural, uh, that clearly had an impact. There were surely some uh, downstream impacts in terms of what was going on in Berkeley at that time, Uh, even though they were not part of that. uh, Clearly that had an impact on their communities. And these uh, these two trailblazers uh, just kind of continued on and, and learned so many of those things. I also love the fact uh, that they included in this book uh, the, the role of, of faith and their religious traditions and the impact that that has had on them both when they were young and then on their careers as they've moved forward. Uh, of course, uh, the vice president's mother uh, being Hindu, uh, she had that influence as well as a lot of uh, Christian influence as well. Stacy's, uh, you know, grew up as a Catholic, went to Catholic school. And uh, understanding, again, that same principle of you can learn from everybody. Uh, you can learn from all faith traditions. You just have to stay curious and you have to be willing to, to lean into some of those connections. Uh, you have to be willing to go into some spaces that may be less than comfortable or, or uh, normal for you. And when we do that, uh, that's when that's when the extraordinary stuff happens. But you have to be willing to engage in it. You can't just sit back uh, and uh, be pre pre offended uh, because you know somebody is a progressive or a liberal Democrat or a right wing conservative or whatever it may be. If you if you dismiss people based on that. Uh, you really miss everything in the end. And that's what I love about this book. It's also one of the things we're going to talk about uh, coming up at 2 o'clock. Tim Shriver is going to join us from Unite uh, and talk about some of those things where we can stay curious, where we can get to some real problem solving, where we can celebrate those who are willing to engage in the wrestle uh, that it takes to bring people together. Uh, And what we find, of course, is when we do that, extraordinary stuff happens, amazing things happens, progress gets made, problems get solved. And whether that's in our communities, whether that's in businesses, whether that's in the country, uh, we need more lessons like that. So again, the uh, the book is definitely worth a read. Friends from the Beginning, uh, Stacy Johnson Batiste, a memoir of sisterhood, community, and resilience, really about her and our now Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, Great read, great things uh, to check out. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, my conversation with Speaker of the House, Brad Wilson, here in the state of Utah. Stay with us.
Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.